Lucky Land slots, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. My name is Sandra Hancock, and I want to thank you so much for tuning in to our broadcast. Now, the title of the message today is He'll Do It Again. And I want to ask you, has God been good to you? Hey, if you've got breath in your body, He's not finished with you. And many of you are facing a battle. But I want you to be encouraged because this battle belongs to the Lord. So during this message, I want you to increase your faith See what a big God we serve and watch him part the Red Sea in your life. Be blessed by this message. Well, praise the Lord. The title of this message today is He'll Do It Again. He'll Do It Again. See, many of you are going through some hard times right now, and you know God has been there for you before. Has he been good to you? I mean, if we got breath in our bodies, we are blessed. And if he did it one time, he'll do it again. But see, we're living in a time now where people are limiting God. Maybe their faith, maybe you watch them by television, your faith has been rattled where you feel like, I have people to call me all the time and say, the Lord's not hearing my prayers. None of my prayers are being answered. Have y'all ever felt that way before? Well, he hears, but he's an on-time God. So everybody in this room is facing some kind of battle because the enemy is upset. He knows he doesn't have much time left. But this is a time for the church to rise up and understand what a miracle work in God we serve. And if you need a miracle today, this is your day for your miracle and breakthrough. Amen? Amen. So I know the Lord's given me a word, and we're going to talk about how we can all face different battles and how the God can fight the battle for us if we'll let him. Amen? Amen. Amen. Well, let's get started in the word. And if you've got your Bibles, let's go to Exodus 14, 15 through 18. And the Lord said to Moses, why do you cry to me? Tell the people of Israel to go forward, but lift up your rod and stretch out your hand over the sea and divide it. And the children of Israel shall go on dry ground through the midst of the sea, and I indeed will harden the hearts of the Egyptians and they shall follow them. So will I gain honor over Pharaoh and over his army, his chariots and his horsemen. Then the Egyptians shall know that I'm the Lord when I've gained honor for myself over Pharaoh, his chariots and his horsemen. Let's pray over this word. Father, I thank you again for this day. Lord, I thank you for your presence. Lord, I pray now that you anoint me to teach this word and anoint every heart to receive. In Jesus' name. Now, we all know the story of how God instructed Moses to go to Pharaoh and command him to let his people go. 
They were in bondage there in Egypt. And they were going to the promised land. Y'all know the story. But the only, the land flowing with milk and honey. But the thing about it, God was taking them the long way through the wilderness to get there. Have you ever thought about why he took them the long route? Hey, there were shorter cuts to the promised land. But he took them a longer route. And this is a word for some of you. You may be going through the, a long route, but you're going to get there. But the thing about it, I feel like what the Lord was doing, he didn't want to make it easy for them to go back to their Egypt. Because he knew as soon as they would come up with some kind of conflict, they would be ready to throw their hands up and say, let's go back to Egypt. And I feel like that's a word for some of you. God has taken you away from your Egypt, a place he told you to leave, but when things get hard, have you ever wanted to go back to your Egypt? Maybe you left a job and, and you know the Lord told you to leave. Okay, when you left, things didn't turn out like you planned. And then maybe you thought, well, maybe I didn't hear from God. And then you try to go back to that job that God pulled you out of and somebody took your place. Or you go back and you're miserable. That's your Egypt. God didn't bring you out of Egypt to go back to Egypt. That's the same thing in ministry. I remember when God called me to start this ministry. Well, I thought I was going to be Joyce Meyer overnight. Man, we're going to have huge crowds. And boy, was I awakened real quick. And so you're out there. You're all by yourself. You're alone. And then you start saying, okay, God, did I hear from you? And... Um, then you try, I tried to go back to where I came from. I couldn't do it. Because when God pulls you out, you're going to be miserable if you try to go back. So don't go back to your Egypt. And I think that's what's taking place with the world today, with all that, everything that's going on. A lot of people will say they're going back to their old way of life. They're going back to their drugs. They're going back to their, their alcohol. They're going back to their bondage because things are getting hard. But you got to press forward. You can't keep going back. You can't get going back to the bondage that you were in or you'll never reach your destination. So they were on their way to the promised land. Well, as soon as they get to the Red Sea, have y'all heard so many messages about the Red Sea? The Lord gave me the message right after the first year on this Red Sea miracle. And it seems like every preacher I started hearing was talking about the Red Sea. I thought we're all on the same text. We're all hearing the same thing. So they arrive at the Red Sea and there was no way to go. And so they camped at the Red Sea. But then the, uh, the Israelites looked up and they saw the Egyptians coming after them. Because see, God had hardened Pharaoh's heart. He probably thought, why did I let my free labor go? Hey, was I, did I lose it or what? He changed his mind. He sent 600 chariots. And y'all, this was like our, our armored tanks of those days. All these troops to go capture the Israelites. Well, the Israelites were looking around and saying, there comes the army. What are we going to do, Moses? You brought us here to die. I'd rather be a slave in Egypt than a corpse here in the wilderness. And so what did God do? He started praying. 
he cried out to the Lord and the Lord said, why are you talking to me? Tell him to go forth. Tell him to go forth. Isn't that the way we do with God so many times? See, there's a time that we need to pray and there's a time that we need to put feet to our faith. There's people that they'll be praying about something. Well, I'm praying about the Lord to open a door for a job. Well, when the door opens, it's like, well, let me go pray about it again. And you're going to miss the opportunity. You've been praying about it for four months. So there's a time to pray. And see, a lot of people, we need to pray, but it's time for us to put some feet to our faith because Jesus is coming soon. Put feet to our faith. And so God told Moses, he said, point your rod toward the Red Sea. Now, I want to talk just a little bit about this rod. Now, I'm the kind, I had to go back and I said, was there really a rod? You know, you'll read things and all, and you remember seeing it in movies. But I thought, was there really a rod? There was a staff. There was a rod. And it has a meaning. Y'all going to learn some stuff here. Or y'all may have known it already, but just bear with me as I'm learning something. Okay, Exodus 4, 17 through 20. And you shall take this rod in your hand with which you shall do the signs. So Moses went and returned to Jethro, his father-in-law, and said to him, Please let me go and return to my brethren who are in Egypt and see whether they are still alive. And Jethro said to Moses, Go in peace. Now the Lord said to Moses in Midian, Go return to Egypt. For all the men who sought your life are dead. Then Moses took his wife, his sons, and set them on a donkey, and he returned to the land of Egypt. And Moses took the rod of God in his hands. Y'all say, rod of God. Well, that's the kind of rod he had. He had the rod of God. But see, if you you study Moses a little bit, y'all remember how he was reared in royalty and, and how he had the finest of education but how he lost his confidence when he killed the Egyptian. Y'all remember the story, hit him in the sand? And then the next thing we find out, he's on the backside of the wilderness taking care of sheep. And in those particular days, a shepherd was not a very highly qualified job or it was not a very prestigious kind of profession. And so Jesus, when the Lord told him, you're gonna go to Pharaoh and tell him to let the people go, he had to build his confidence up because he couldn't, you know, he stuttered. You know, he thought he wasn't the man for the job. He had lost his confidence because of the sins that he had committed. So he had that staff or that rod in his hand and, and God said, now throw it down. And y'all know what happened to it? Turned to a snake, a serpent. And then he said, now pick it up. Now I don't know about y'all. I'm not a snake handler, Okay. I've been accused of some things, but I'm not a snake handler for sure. So he picked that snake up and it became a staff again, or a rod. Because see, God was trying to build his confidence to say, I have called you, I have anointed you, you have my power and you have my authority. Because he knew that the Egyptians wouldn't think much of him as a shepherd. But when they knew he was called by God, that God worked through him. And I'm talking to some of you that you've lost your confidence because of mistakes you've made. Have you ever made a mistake? You watching my television, you ever made a mistake? 
What about this morning? <laughs> As Doug and I will say, I've had a symptom of a critical spirit. What about you? <laughs> we don't want to confess it, but I've had, a, uh, I've had a symptom of a critical spirit here lately. <laughs> we don't want to claim it. But some of you have lost your confidence. Maybe it's because of words that's been spoken over you. Maybe you were told your whole life that you'd never amount to anything. Maybe it was even in ministry that people put you down or would never use you. But this is your day to get your confidence back. Because once you understand who you belong to, that you are a child of the King of Kings, Lord of Lords, and God of Gods, you're a royal priesthood and a chosen generation. Mighty men and mighty women of God. Once you understand that you are blessed and highly favored, you got to change it in your mind. Some of you got to have a mind change because you're bound by those words that were spoken over you. Start speaking what God says about you. And so you've got tools in your hands to defeat any Red Sea in your life. You have the power of God. You have the word of God. We have authority over the enemy. And I don't know about y'all, but I am sick of what the enemy is doing in the body of Christ. As I said this week, how dare you, Satan, take your hands off the church. Take your hands off of God's people. In the name of Jesus. We have power and we have authority, but what's happened is we've taken our eyes off of Jesus. We've put our eyes on politics. We've put our eyes on everything else that's going on in the world. We are not doing what God calls us to do. He's saying, repent, turn to me, focus on Jesus, and watch me be God. Watch me be God. See, the devil hates confident Christians who know who they are in Jesus. Hey, if he knows he can run over you and, but we're going to rise up because I've had a belly full. Y'all, my grandpa used to say, when he had enough of something, he said, I've had a belly full. So this old girl's had a belly full, haven't y'all? Of what the enemy is doing in the body of Christ. Seems like you got to fight for everything you own. You got to fight for your family. You got to fight for your jobs. You got to fight for your property. You got to fight. Hey, but you know what? We are warriors. And we're gonna, not going to let the enemy steal from us anymore. Amen? So he parted. I mean, he pointed that rod. And God sent this great wind. Now, wind represents the Holy Spirit. But a strong wind represents battle. And what he was saying, this battle belongs to me. So that's what Moses had told him. He said, stand still. God's going to fight this battle. And that's when God said, hey, go on. Tell him to go on. I called you to go across. I didn't tell you to stay here. He said, go forth. God will fight that battle. And you belong to him. And he will fight for you, but you got to be faithful and you got to be obedient and you got to use the tools that you have. Because see, so many people will say, well, I'm just going to let the Lord fight the battle for me. They don't pray. They don't read the word. Well, you're not going to have, you're going to be defeated. He expects us to do our part. So the sea 
was parted. And some of you need a Red Sea miracle. Because you feel like the enemies is coming all around. Have you ever been that way before? Doug and I went through a week this past week. It was like every day it was something different. And after a while, it just came, it was, we just had to laugh about it. Because we thought, for the past two weeks, it's been one thing after another thing, after an, something else. And after a while, you say, oh, the Lord has got a big breakthrough for us, is all I know. Because when you're getting attacked like all of us have in this room, and you're watching my television, hey, you're in for your Red Sea miracle. You're in for your Red Sea miracle. Because God's going to take care of his people. Well, they, they were praising the Lord. You know how we rejoice when God does a miracle? Oh, man, we're just so excited. But will he do it again? Well, they left the wilderness. I mean, they left the Red Sea praising the Lord, singing their song of deliverance. Well, they went three days, then they couldn't find no water. So what did they do? That's a long time. I would have probably been complaining too. You know, I think we're a little hard on them sometimes because can y'all imagine us in the wilderness wearing the same clothes, the same shoes? (laughs) Eating quail, and I'm mostly a vegetarian. And all of you on the low carb, the manna's probably just full of carbs. (laughs) But seriously, as they were in the wilderness... They got thirsty. And they started, they forgot about the Red Sea miracle and they started complaining again. Moses, what did you do? Bring us out here. We're thirsty. And so they passed an oasis. And this water, they tasted of it and it was called Mara because it was very bitter. Why? Because they were whining and they were complaining. And so God, Moses, help, help me, Lord. And he said, See that stick down there? Throw it in the water. So when he threw it in the water, what, did, what took place? It was drinkable again. At, let me just read this scripture too. I know I'm doing quite a bit of teaching, but this is important because this scripture is what we're talking about. Exodus 15, 26 through 27. And say it, if you diligently heed the voice of the Lord your God and do what is right in his sight, Give ear to his commandments and keep all his statues. I will put none of the diseases on you which I have brought on the Egyptians, for I am the Lord who heals you. They went to Elium, where there was 12 wells of water and 70 palm trees, so they camped there by the waters. So as they were in Mara with the bitter water, and God told them, okay, he said, throw this stick into the water. And I was wondering, why did he say, throw this wood in to the water. And I feel like it represents the cross. Because when we have bitter, the Lord can take any bitter situation that we have in our lives. And when we look at the finished work of what Jesus Christ did for us, he can make it okay. The pain may be there, but it will be bearable for you. Because he can heal every heart, Wounded heart, broken heart, soul wound that you have. And how can we say that we cannot uh, forgive people 
when Jesus forgave us? How can we say that we can't love our enemies when Jesus died for us? All that Jesus endured for us was to walk in victory. But we're living in a world now that is full of bitterness and full of hate. And see, the problem is people are trying to sprinkle a little bit of Jesus on their bitterness and anger and act like it's going to be okay. And it's not working. And it's not working for the church. And the church has got to do better. We can't act like the world. He's called us to be different and show the love of Jesus among each other. Why do people want what we got if the church can't even get along? But he's calling forth a remnant that we're willing to pay the price to come together in unity for a great revival. But it's going to cost us something. Our ministry is to spread the hope of Jesus to this hurting world through the media. Television is very expensive, but so worth it. By partnering with us, you can touch people's lives all over, and this world needs Jesus. If you would consider partnering with us, you can make a donation through our website, sandrahancott.org, or through the address that's on the screen, or you can even call us at 1-800-579-7350. I want to thank you in advance for being a blessing. I pray this message blessed you. And I feel like some of you have got some impossible situations in your life because the enemy is so upset with the body of Christ right now. And some of you have got a red sea right in front of you and you feel like the enemy is chasing you down and there is no way out. Well, friends, you are in miracle territory. You've got everything within you to defeat this red sea in your life. So I encourage you, be obedient to the Lord. Don't go back to your Egypt. Don't go back to your former way of life. Increase your faith. Do all you know to do and watch God part the Red Sea in your life. Some of you, your faith has been rattled, but I can tell you, we still serve a miracle-working, supernatural God, and He has not forgotten you. Some of you feel like He's forgotten you. This is a word. He loves you. He hasn't forgotten you. He hears your prayers. He sees your tears. Hey, and he's an on-time God. So if you're watching this program and you can say, I need a miracle. Maybe it's a healing. Your your Red Sea may mean uh, that you've got a bad report from the doctor or you've lost your job or you're depressed or whatever your Red Sea is and you need a miracle. I want to pray with you right now. Lord, I lift up everyone that is watching this program. Lord, they got some impossible situations right now, and they see no way out. But Lord, the good thing is they're in miracle territory. So Lord, I send the word of God forth, and I command bodies to be healed, bondages to be broken, and for joy to return. The spirit of heaviness and that spirit of depression has to leave in the name of Jesus. Father, Fill their rooms with your love and your presence right now. Friends, I feel like the Lord touched you. It's not over until God says it's over and he's not finished with you yet. Now, if you're watching this program and you've never made Jesus the Lord of your life, hey, you're going to face Red Seas, but you'll never be alone. And if that's you, 
call our 1-800 number, our prayer line, and we will be glad to lead you to Jesus. Or if you need special prayer, we'll pray with you. Now, if you don't get us the first time, leave a message. It's a busy line, but we will return your call. Now, I can't go off the air without thanking our partners. We sincerely love and appreciate you, and we pray for you every day. This world is desperate. This world is hurting. And the only hope that people have is Jesus. And you help us reach more people for Jesus by partnering with us or just a one-time offering. I see so many hurting people. I hear the calls. I see what people are going through. And it just breaks my heart. But we are bringing hope and we're bringing Jesus to the hurting. And you can make that happen. Also, send us praise reports. I love to get praise reports to see what God is doing in your life because it increases my faith to know that this ministry is blessing you and that your life is being changed by the work of God in your life. Now, next week, we're going to have part two of this message. He'll do it again. Don't you dare miss it. But until then, this is Sandra Hancock with Voice of Hope. And remember, your hope is in Jesus. Sandra Hancock, and I want to thank you so much for tuning in to our broadcast. Many of you that are watching this broadcast, you feel like you're at the end of your rope. 
you've got some impossible situations, but I got some good news. You have hope in Jesus because we still serve a supernatural miracle working God of now. I also would like to invite you to come out and join us in one of our powerful conferences in a city near you. It would make our day to have you as our guest. If you think our broadcast is powerful, wait and come and experience the presence of the Lord. You'll love it. Also, I want to thank our partners. We sincerely love and appreciate you, and we thank you for helping us spread Jesus to a hurting world. God bless you all. Lucky Land Slots, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.